0: Welcome back, everybody. What's good? It's your boy Joe Navarro. Welcome back to Unprofoundly Chill. Uh, My guest again, this time, is Wayne J. Bell Jr. Thank you, bro. Okay, so how long have you, well, you were talking about before, it took you a while to figure out Wayne as an artist and your style. Mm -hmm. How long do you think it took you to figure that out? My whole life. Your whole life. (laughs) How long until, like, you started to realize, like, oh, okay, this is me?
1: Um, Probably, like, a few weeks ago.
0: <laughs> Just recently?
1: Well, let me tell you, dog. I'm 38. I've been creating art my entire life. I've been a professional artist for about five years. I've been a full-time artist for about four years. Uh I never had an idea of who I was and what art meant to me, truly, until I one, got to a point where I was mature enough to embrace it, and number two, entered into a space where I was humble enough to understand that this is a gift. A lot of times we confuse passions for gifts or passions for purpose. I'm gonna break that down for you. So, a gift is something that we didn't ask for. Uh-huh. We're given this gift mm-hmm. and now we have it inside of us. Mm-hmm. The passion is the road that we take to purpose. The purpose is the thing unknown to most of us until a certain moment of like epiphany or, you know, grand realization. So we ride this train of passion because the passion is the drive, but it's not the destination. Mm -hmm. The passion is how we get there. You have a passion for connecting with people, telling your story, but your purpose, what's your purpose? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? I have a passion for creating. I have a passion for people. I have a passion for love itself. I have a passion for people walking into the identity of themselves. I also have a passion that people be able to grow from their own spiritual evolution. But my purpose is to create. Mm -hmm. So that I can exhibit these passions in a way that people can understand and they can see and they can visually conceive and perceive excuse me that's where it lies and my gift is art my gift is my ability to create art Hmm. I see and then you use your purpose to change the world
0: ultimately ultimately change the world in what way
1: i mean you're dropping the bucket it's just your drop You know, you're one out of eight billion, both of us. You know what I mean? So at some point or another, we utilize our gifts, drive our passions, find our purpose. And then once we have our purpose, we use that as much as possible to the extreme, as much as we can take it, to hopefully positively impact others.
0: Yeah, and it's a crazy thing because, like, anybody can find their purpose at any point in their lives it's not always immediate that's why I'm, I'm so jealous of those people that figure out what they want to do when they're young mm. and they they work towards it right then and there you know like in middle school high school they're like oh i want to be a doctor they can go to school to be that and you're you're all your life you're focusing to be that one thing i didn't realize i wanted i was gonna do stand-up until like i was 25 mm. that's when i first started doing it mm. And it was one of those things where I, I always liked it. I always liked comedians and jokes, and I've always joked around with my family when I was a kid. I was, most of my jokes were mostly dark, though. There's <laughs> was a lot of dark stuff. But it was funny to some people. Some people didn't like it at all. Some people were just like, ugh, that guy's weird. <laughs> and even though they didn't know I was joking sometimes.
1: You have a way of telling jokes without knowing it.
0: That's what I like. You're telling jokes. That's what I like. That's that's my thing. Like that, yeah. I, I I know I'm always joking. That's what people don't know about me. It's like I'm usually always joking. I'm always kidding around, trying to have fun. But though because of the way I talk, some people don't really understand that I'm being sarcastic.
1: But that's not your responsibility.
0: What do you mean it's not my responsibility for them to understand that I'm playing?
1: How people receive your jokes is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to tell the jokes.
0: Yeah, but I do want a certain reaction when I say it. I'm looking for a reaction. I'm looking for a laugh always, you know, and when I don't get it, that makes me feel bad because I'm not getting the thing that I want. So let's explore this.
1: Is the joke still funny if no one's like no one laughs? I'm laughing. If the joke's still funny.
0: Is the joke still funny? Uh, in the sense of like me working or on stage telling a joke and it bombs, no. In that instance, it is not funny because uh, the, the room doesn't say it is. Mm. They are the indicator for me mm. at that moment. But if we're just talking, you and me, like right now, and I say a joke and you don't laugh, I'm still laughing because I think it's funny. The reason why I said it is because I think it's funny. Now, your reaction, it, it matters, but not as much because we're comfortable because I know you. 100%. Because me saying that certain thing is not going to change the way you think about me. 100%. But if I say it in front of a crowd, it is going to change the way they think about me. It is. You know? It's going to be in a negative sense. How big is this crowd in my mind?? Mm-hmm. like fifty people when I'm on stage like I'm I'm usually going up to audiences about like twenty to like seventy There's around
1: that confidence that lies in being able to stand on your delivery, whether it's received or not
0: confidence confidence yeah that that confidence now i i'm not going to lie i i have been more confident lately but it comes off as arrogant uh sometimes wow what gives you that
1: indication that it comes well, off as joke. Well, is-
0: the other night I was uh, hosting Axl and and it got to a point where the audience wasn't really with me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, well, I'm just going to do the things that I want to do. I'm going to tell this one joke because I like this joke and I don't care about your reaction. Right. But once I said that and then I told the joke, it got a huge pop at the end.
2: Mm.
0: Because I didn't care about the reaction or what was going to happen. I just said the joke because I wanted to say it. Just being my most authentic self. I think you should do that more often. Yeah, but sometimes it's stuff that I say doesn't like always get that pop, you know. Sometimes people run red lights. Yeah. It's just. When when you're hosting, like we even talked about this before, when you're hosting versus having a regular set, it's two different energies. Cause like when you're hosting, is like you're trying to get it, rally everybody together and just let them know, like, hey, this is a comedy show. This is how we. It's do a completely it. different approach. It's yeah. a completely different approach. Yeah. If I, if I was just doing my own regular set, of course I'm gonna do the stuff that I want for sure. But as opposed to hosting, and you're the first one up, you gotta do your best stuff, and you gotta make sure that everybody can have fun. I feel that. You know, and that's one of the things that like even even when I'm hosting uh, Axel Rad. And I talked about this uh, the previous episode with Nate Ortiz mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the audience. They're being real and not real in the sense like they're physically real, but like they will laugh at the things that they think are really funny, well-crafted, well-thought-out. True. And the stuff that isn't, they're not going to give you an inch. Also true. And but that does make you better. It has made me better, mm-hmm. but it also has it made me worse in other ways, too. Because uh, sometimes I'm not thinking about, like, what's the funniest thing to me is like, oh, what can I say to get them on my side? Ah, okay okay You know what I mean? I understand. And I've seen this from uh, from other comedians, too, the way they interact with uh, audience members and stuff like that. And I, I feel like that's a detriment to me, but it's also like it's part of the job. It still has to start with
1: your confidence, though. Because the the boldness to break down those barriers is what leads to those uncomfortable moments, which is what leads to those pops.
0: Yeah, but I I also feel like the the material and what I'm talking about will does make people feel a certain way sometimes, and I uh, to to get around it is I have to write jokes that are more cleaner.
1: But internalizing that can mess with your craft
0: yeah 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 of course it's stifling me like uh my my jokes haven't been to the point where i want them to be recently because i've been thinking about cleaner material and how to like not not cuss as much and and say certain don't say certain things like but that that's also going to make me better in the end because me taking certain things that i'm comfortable with away will help me grow True. you know but in the sense of like is it helping me grow to the point where everybody is understanding what I'm saying right now no I need to work on that more you know I, I think the biggest my biggest problem if we're, we're talking about this my, my biggest problem with stand up is just like sometimes I don't know what to say to people you know and it's just like all the stuff that I've, I've written sometimes all the stuff that I worked out when I'm in the moment when I'm at that point I'm just like well screw it and I'll just throw it away and just try to figure it out
1: I mean, that's how you just get up on stage.
0: Yeah. Cause like you can write as much as you want, but if you don't get up there, what's the point?
1: That's true. That's absolutely correct.
0: It's it's like with painting. Like you can think about doing something so much, but if your brush doesn't hit that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. canvas, you'll, you'll never make a single mark. Exactly. Yeah. What do you how do you see yourself in the world? I think I have a long way to go.
1: Um, in in certain instances, particularly in regards to my sensitivity to things. Um, Being an empath as well. Um, I have a tendency to allow people to be free around me and not set up boundaries and then once they cross those boundaries i'm upset like i told them to do better and i didn't so that i think is one of my biggest flaws um but i but i also honesty is very important to me i'm extremely outspoken um i am extremely authentic in that way very familiar with code switching and how to be in a certain environment and adapt to that environment. But I also have the tendency of purposely not adapting to environments when that time comes. Yeah. Also <laughs> like, you know what? I could behave, Yeah. but I'm not, you know, so I know that that's part of me as well. Yeah. Um, that's uh, same with me. Yeah. hundred percent. Same with me. Um, Let me check on the stew. All right. I've always been a friend that people feel they can look up to, um, that they can learn from, that they can consult with, that they can trust. So I like that. But I get in my own head a lot, which is kind of to be expected, but it's also like, damn fam, you can't stay in your head. You won't get anything accomplished in there. So that's Mm -hmm. part of it. But beyond that, um. I just see myself as a guy that tries to do his best, man. And I try to stay open. I try to keep my heart open and my mind open. So that I can not only see people for who they are, but what they could be. And not to say like being deceived or falling in love with potential, but the idea that you can't judge people. You can't take people for face value. You can't, you know what I mean? And that's good and bad, you know? You can't take people for face value because they might... Not be good people, you can't take people well, for face value because you can't judge a book by its cover. So,
0: but they also might be putting on a different face for you
1: 100%. 100%. So,
0: yeah, um, but yeah,
1: I mean, all in all, I see myself as a servant, somebody who's willing to serve but also unapologetically themselves. And I think that I choose violence every day, I wake up every day ready to go to battle <laughs> if necessary. <laughs> That I do know. That I, <laughs> Based on my closest relationships and friends, I do know that I am constant. I am always prepared. Always. In that way. Yeah,
0: yeah ride sure. or die.
1: I'm always ready to shoot, bro.
0: Whatever it is. Yeah, like... I'm the hitman. Of the <laughs> friend.
2: You're the shooter?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely the shooter. Right? <laughs> and that's just the, the honest to God truth. It's not even like trying to be tough or like I've always been like that one unhinged friend, like that wild card. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, Wayne's ready. It's just who I am.
0: Can always count on Wayne. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Get, you Wayne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get you a Wayne. Get you a Wayne. Honestly, I think everybody needs a Wayne. Hey but, bro, I'm humbled by that. Thank you. Not everybody should have a Wayne because, like you said before, if everybody can understand you, they'd be you. They'd be you. I feel like the people who do have a wayne are very lucky to have.
1: Man, I thank first of all, thank you for that. Thank God for that. Um but also what I learned from that what I took from that statement you just said is the nature of being understood comes from a place of wanting people's approval.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the main reason why I do stand-up is because I'm trying to get everybody to like me, to approve of me, to no, think that I'm funny.
1: You you do stand-up because you're a storyteller.
0: I'm a storyteller, but I also need that approval. I need that reaction. That reaction tells me that I'm funny, too. So
1: one day, if you wake up and you have this epiphany that you no longer require the approval of others, I do won't you cease to be a comedian? Yeah. Wow. That's
0: deep. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's part of the reason why I do it. I mean, if if we're talking about right now, if I today I did not need any approval from anybody and I could just go off and do what I wanted. Hmm.
1: Well, there lies the question what would you be doing if you weren't a comic?
0: I mean, I'm in school for directing right now. Like, ultimately, movies have always been that passion for you, uh, not even just a passion. It's like that, uh, that uh, what's it called? Like that thing that an escape. It's always movies have always been that escape and TV Mm -hmm. movies and TV have always been an escape because ever from when I was younger, when the bad things were happening with my family, I would just watch TV or watch a movie instead to get out of that world, you know, and use that as my outlet of like, oh, things are good now. Look, things are good on the show. Things are good in life. <laughs> things are good in this yeah. movie. Things are good in life right now. Just just. But that's like that's that's just one of those things where I'm just like, I, I know how much Well, cause you you could live in that world. I, and that's what I did yeah. when I was younger is like I lived in those. That worlds. makes sense. I lived lived in a lot of worlds. I mean, we
1: do that with music. Music is a way of escape. That's another, that was another escape. And it's just like, you know what? I could, part of the reason why we put music on repeat is so that we can relive that moment. It's funny. That's in that song over and over and over again. So if like, if I listen to this song and this song brings me this little 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, say the song is, you know, three and a half to four minutes long. Yeah. You know it brings you this little forty five second window, this minute window of like everything is right with the world, so it's like we put that song on repeat so we can feel like everything is right with the world
0: yeah, musician, that would probably be the thing that I would want to do mm i've I've always been scared of going up on stage with my guitar and like trying to sing too that's that's honestly that scares me that more shit. that scares me more than stand up
1: that's insane, bro. yeah. It is. You know what you should do? Huh? You should go on stage with your guitar. Oh, my God. And you should, like, tell jokes while you, like, play chords.
0: I was thinking about that. You should 100% do that. But, but then, like, I'm also a purist, too, when it comes to stand up.
1: Okay. So if I'm you're a-, a purist when it comes to stand up, why not unapologetically be Joe full fledged and full force? Because the thing is, that will set you free in a way creatively that not only have you not traveled down this road before, but it's 100% foreign, it's 100% uncomfortable, and it'll unveil a new layer of yourself. Because at the end of the day, like you just said, you strive for your own authenticity. If you were to get up on stage strumming a guitar, first of all, people would never forget you. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: they'll be like, hey, bro, remember that comedian who could also play the guitar? You know what I mean? And it's like, wait, what? That would that would change things for you. And it not only would change things for you for the audience. I don't know why my voice just went high like that. But it would also change things for you internally.
0: See, Be- one, of the, one of the routes that I want to go through is like a... Uh- Donald Glover Childish Gambino route yeah 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 like get really famous with standing up yeah the artist and, it the and it up. break
1: off and do something else completely yeah
0: that you're also very good at exactly yeah that's, that's, that's another possible. thing that I, I want to do like get but to get good at this thing that I'm doing now like I I know I don't really have that much natural talent you know not as much as other people of course I have some Of course I have some, but not as much as others. Now, the only thing that that will help me in the future is that dedication to the craft. Can you play guitar? A little bit, yeah. Do you know your chords? I know a couple. I think you should
1: incorporate that. I think even if you're at home, man, you should get in front of a camera or a mirror and just wear your guitar while you're telling jokes. But also work at the guitar, you know, become a better guitarist, but also work through it with your comedy because you never know what that could do. You never know what that marriage could bring forth.
0: It's funny that you say that because, like, the same thing that I do with comedy is just try to go up and be free with yeah. nothing on my mind. That's how I play guitar. Damn, you and have I'll find, to
1: I think you should find a way to combine those two things.
0: But I, I find these different chords or notes that, mm-hmm. like, I've never like thought of before, before played mm-hmm. for, heard before, or f- figured out a way to get in this certain sequence, right? You
1: should embrace that. I think you should embrace that and embrace that discomfort. Embrace that discomfort. Embrace that reluctance. Hug that cactus, because that could be a that could be the birth of not only a new person but also a new branch in your career.
0: That's a good point.
1: And I, who knows where that could go musically? Who knows where that could go comedically, creatively in general? You're you're like literally giving birth to a new person, to a new
0: identity. I might do that. I'm, I might start like recording myself just playing first just to to get over that like hump because like that uh, honestly that gives me the most stage fright just being on stage with the guitar and having people just watch me and me strumming and thinking to myself this isn't good they don't see and
1: you never know how you could break that barrier because say you get on stage one night with your guitar just to break that wall down just to just to become that new person to force that boldness and that confidence. See, t- And then the next time you get up on stage, you may not even have the guitar because now you've become that person to where you're like, all right, if I did that, now I can do this. Now I can.
0: Dog, I go up on stage to like three people at a time sometimes. Like, okay, I'll tell you this. The other night I was at Seeker Group. It was like a midnight, uh, late night open mic, right? Okay. And the crowd was good. They were laughing. The crowd was still there. I was I was coming up soon, and I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, when I get up, they're already primed to laugh. I can work on these new jokes, have a good time. Everything's going to be fine. But the moment I go up, most of the room leaves, right? Yeah. There's only, like, two guys in the front. They kind of remind me of, like, Beavis and Butthead. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, their, like, personalities and stuff like that. They were talking mm-hmm. even before I got up there, and I was watching them, and then once I got on stage... I saw them. I was just like, hey, so you guys are talking the whole time. And then one dude was like, I wasn't talking, man. And I was like, I was watching you right now. I was like, yeah, okay. I was talking. I was like, what? <laughs> were you disappointed that you were down to those no, two no, no, guys? No. I was disappointed you- at that moment. I was disappointed because they were talking. They weren't listening. And uh, but While you were up well, but before I was up. I was already in the mind state, like I was good, then I saw the crowd, then I saw them talking, and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, so But I'm not I'm not even done. While I was on stage, this random woman runs into the room and is like, Hey, can y'all put my brother on stage? I was like, What? She's like, Hey, yeah, can you put my brother on stage? And I was trying to crack a joke and I was just like, I'm up here bombing, and you're over here like trying to get your brother and I said she's like sir I apologize I'm sorry I I don't care like I didn't know you were bombing and and however you live your life or if you're not good at comedy this isn't that but my brother's good I want to get him up and at that moment I was just like oh this is one of those nights where nothing this this was just like the perfect storm for me where everything that could go wrong did go wrong in that set and it was just one of those things that reminded me I was just like oh this isn't for certain you're not always going to get the best crowd and you got to be able to deal with whatever. But that night, I bombed hard.
1: Well, it's good to be a craftsman. You know, I want to take that with what you said on the back end. We are constantly hammering at ourselves to make ourselves malleable to the next form. um, Like sharpening a sword. Like sharpening a sword. Yeah. Like um, making armor. um, Like shaping metal. Yeah. You know, we're we're constantly on the anvil with the hammer. And I think that in those moments. We shun the struggle when we should really embrace the struggle and just go with it, because. Experience tells you. That. I'm pretty comfortable with cracking jokes when it's just me and one other person or me and two other people in the room. True. But the lack of confidence tells you that none of these jokes are going to hit if there are only two people in here when I saw that there were just 20.
0: No, it, it, it wasn't lack of confidence. I was mad. Right. But because see, there was a crowd. what got
1: you out of that place? What made you mad? First of all, mad's not even
0: a real thing. But what made you feel disappointed? The way that I was you disappointed, did. and why? Because there was a crowd, and they were laughing, and now it's just down to these two guys, and they're not even in it. If they were just quiet and they were laughing and still observing qu- and still observing to whoever was before them, I wouldn't have been in that mind state. But me seeing how they were, and not, not me thinking, "Oh, let me win them back. Let yeah, me change yeah, yeah. how they are." It's just me thinking, "Oh, I'm not. I don't want to deal with this right now." Well, I
1: believe that it would have been a beneficial for you to take that as a space where like now I'm just in a room with two people and now I'm just going to have a humorous relatable conversation with these two people, whether they like it or not.
0: Yeah. And then when that lady, came in if and i wasn't invite her in and as I, well yeah that i would have changed actually yeah bring, bring your brother up right now no i told her that i was just like oh go get him go get him right go now. get him and no 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 but here's the thing why while, while she was like she was like oh should i get him i was like yeah uh, put him up right now yeah she's like what really i With was like yeah up here I, she was like uh well what can i do i was like give me 20 bucks she was like what so like, if you want to bring your brother up right now give me 20 bucks i'll give him the microphone he can have my time that's hilarious. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, Cause, I would because at that moment, I was just like, well, fuck it. This whole the, the set is, is this great. whole it's a wash. Let me have my things a wash. Let me have my
1: I get that. I get that. I, I think creatively, you know what I mean? I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. But I feel like a lot of times we don't. Excuse me. We don't see our tools as we're given them. True. And I feel like that could have been a tool instead of a disadvantage.
0: No, you're completely yeah. right. The way, uh, It was my mindset from the start of that set. My
1: because minds, then it yeah. would have been like, all right, well, now you guys are all in on the joke. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I'm going to invite you into the joke now. I saw y'all talking earlier, interrupting other people's sets. Now it's time that you guys are part of the joke. And then she comes in. My brother's funny. Nobody gives a shit. But now you're part of the joke. Actually, yeah. bring your brother up here. <laughs> Well, right now, absolutely not, bitch. Because I'm on stage right now. Yeah. That was a trick. Well, bring question. him
0: in here because we need more audience. You know what I'm saying? saying? Now <laughs> I'm a roast his ass.
1: Come get flamed up. Nah, it was. You know just... what I'm saying? Let's see if you' funny for real. You know, it's you're just right. You're right. Being, it's the. Mo- what it's your one mindset. thing to say, "Yo, there's a storm coming," and then there's one thing to say, "Fam, I am the
2: storm." Mm.
1: And in that moment. You could, you, you could have chosen to become the storm. And just be like, damn, there's a perfect storm happening. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Instead of being like, you know what? I have also decided to go wrong. And sometimes embracing the suck is really what, is what separates the men from the boys. I can get caught up in trying to produce the perfectly balanced composition with the right colors and the right amount of shape. But the minute I say, you know what? This painting's gonna get done regardless. Then I have to take those steps to just complete the work. And it'll be what it's gonna be.
0: Man, it's funny that you say that. Separating the men from the boys because uh, somebody's, a comic recently talked about how other comedians don't understand their presence mm-hmm. and what they look like and mm-hmm. what they sound like and, mm-hmm. and their age and mm-hmm. they don't act their age. Mm-hmm. Some of these older guys try to act like younger kids and like or twenty year olds and try to hang out with them and try to see what they like. But they're no, not bro, really, just stay in your lane. Dog. Yeah, they're not staying in their lane. Stay and, in your lane and be you. No, no, no. But that's that's the one thing. After that person said that, I realized I was like, oh, I haven't been in my lane for a minute. I just turned thirty one. I'm not I don't act like a 31 I ah, got it, got it. Forget you know? And I, I I realized I was like, oh, I'm one of the guys they're talking about. And it, it was just that realization, it's just like, okay, well then who am I now? I think
1: it's important to always to always lean on who you want to be and then you'll learn from who you are on whether or not you're going in the right direction. That's what I've learned as an artist because it's just like, I'm not always going to get it right, but I know who I am. And in the meantime, I'm just going to work at this because one day I know it's going to develop into this. I'm a, I'm a visionary. So I need to be an idealist. Being a realist ain't helping being a pessimist ain't helping. Even being a, um, an optimist doesn't always help. Yeah. But being an idealist is like, all right, well, if I'm a, if I'm a go off, I'm a shoot for the moon. Because even if I shoot for the moon, I will eventually catch fire.
0: Well, you're gonna get somewhere. You're gonna yeah. get somewhere further than where you are now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, if you're not gonna get to the moon, but at least you'll be somewhere Throat. higher.
1: I am the storm. It's embracing that in that moment. I'm no longer observing things going on with the world. Now I'm a part of this whole disaster, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, that that's a that's figurative. If anybody missed it. <laughs> Don't go, yeah. You know don't, <laughs> don't go start any trouble. I'm just saying, I feel like, like, I feel like you this, can easily this. say, like, damn, man, I really hate the disparity of homeless people in Midtown. Or you can go to a local shelter and feed some fucking homeless people.
0: Because mm-hmm. as long as you're just it.
1: observing, making note, you're part of the problem. Or do you offer a
0: solution? Well, isn't that what a comedian is, someone who observes and then talks about it?
1: Fam, but, there, but see, with the comedian thing, it's figurative because your, your focus, your purpose is to get to the end of the joke so that you can unite people with humor. Being a comedian, and I'm not an expert, but I just know this based on like the philosophy of performance. Being a comedian is being able to unite any given audience with the humor of relatability. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. If somebody's sitting here and they tell us a joke and me and you laugh in that moment, we are one. Because we are both affected by not only the relatability of the joke, but also that universal concept of like, damn, that is funny. Mm. And that's what brings people together. And that's what makes your audience go from 60,000 people to six people yeah because now y'all all all laughing Mm. which is why a comedian will tell you bro a bomb is a bomb is a bomb but whether i get a standing ovation in a room of 30 people or i get three people falling over dying laughing what do you call that because i think it's a successful set
0: it's a win yeah no matter what, you still did your job.
1: So you can either witness the, for, the, the storm and tell the forecast or you can be the storm.
0: Mm. I like that.
1: And I want to encourage you today at the close of this podcast, become the storm, dog. Stop, stop, stop being a thermometer. Be the thermostat. Anybody can tell the temperature, bro but be the reason why it's hot.
0: Well, you you talked about knowing performance like you were an actor yeah, when I was, you were younger, right? Yes. Yes. What got you into that?
1: Um, well, first of all, my mom, my mom was a playwright, choreographer, and play director when I grew up. Um, so it was really her. But on the other end of that, being able to live um Realistically under pretend circumstances is the concept of an actor. Yeah. So being able to live this fantasy world but 100% believing you're in this fantasy world is what storytelling is. That's acting, that's singing, that's painting, that's drawing, that's oration, that's comedy. It's the whole thing. Directing.
0: It's true. But like uh, you started out as a a young actor, right? Like did that mold you in some way? Did that change your mindset? Like before you got into. Well, I mean,
1: it's always been about
0: the discipline. The discipline.
1: Um, As a creative, you recognize that you have a, a responsibility to tell a story. As an actor, you're telling the story of these characters that you're portraying. As an artist, you're telling a story through these pictures that you are creating and composing. As a writer, you're telling the story through this material that you have transcribed. As Mm -hmm. a comedian, you're telling the story of these jokes, of these
0: scenarios that are humorous. That's true. I mean, but some people see comedy as like a drama.
1: It's all storytelling. Yeah, it's all storytelling. Regardless of the genre.
0: I mean so with you having a great sense of humor, you knowing so much about stand up, did you ever think about doing it? Comedy? Yeah.
1: Hell no. Why? I mean, I entertain the idea of getting up on stage and trying to tell jokes, but my have, my have, mind doesn't work like that. Have your friends ever tried to get you up on stage? All of my friends have told me I should try comedy at least once. <laughs> All of them. Men, women, children, small relatives, maybe the dog—if they could talk. Like everyone has told me, you should try comedy once or twice. Uh huh. Everyone has told me that. Uh-huh. Absolutely not.
0: Why not? It's
1: not my vibe, bro.
0: It's not who I am. But I'm you're not a naturally
1: comedian. Good at it. Then let me be naturally good at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's hang out and fucking have some laughs. Like, uh, I'm not about yeah, to get yeah. up
0: on stage and entertain an audience. Exactly, because then it takes you out of it. Yeah. Because then you're not in your most natural state. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do. I do more good sitting where I am, being naturally funny, than I would ever do being a comedian and being on stage trying to tell jokes.
0: God, I wish other comics thought like you. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: some you know, some people would be like, "You should be a comedian." And they're like, "I will." And It is like, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I just mean, you're really, really funny, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a true thing. It's like some people think it's their purpose, but it's it's not. No, it's their not. Their true purpose, they have probably haven't figured out or they have. And it just like, they just never really tapped into that potential.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's 100% a thing. You know? There's a difference between tapping into potential, you know, and being that place. And it's another one saying, like, hey, Maybe you should give this a whirl and entertain the idea. Mm-hmm. I mean... The and I've entertained the idea. I'm just not interested in giving it a whirl.
0: That's totally fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, but w- when you were acting, did you like it? Yeah. Yeah?
1: I loved acting for what it was, for what it had for me at that time, for what it gave me at the time, What I what I earned from it, what I gained in regards to the experience and speaking in front of a crowd... Um, being able to master um, garnering attention and being able to engage a mass of people with something they had not seen or heard before. So in that way, it's 100%. Yeah.
0: But outside of that,
1: you know, that, that came in a time that that was in that existence and you know,
0: well, I'm only asking because I I am interested Mm. in acting, but I'm also interested in directing and, and I've heard from, from certain people and and that you can only do one. No. No, no, no. What I mean by that is you can be an actor director, but I'm saying in the moment when, when it's happening, it's better for you either to just direct or just be an actor. It's hard to do both. At the same
1: time,
0: I <sighs> like if if uh, if I was doing. I don't coach. know. Ben Affleck
1: directed the town. He was pretty good in that. The town is a good movie. Yeah. Spike Lee directed "Do the Right Thing." Do the right thing. He starred in that. Just saw that recently. Um. Uh, Don Cheadle directed "Miles Ahead," where he played Miles Davis. He did pretty damn good Mm. in that. These things are possible.
0: It's possible, but it's very difficult. Well, I mean, anything
1: worth doing is difficult, though, bro. Yeah. Anything worth applying effort is worth,
0: is difficult. I think Spike Lee also found Rosie Perez. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, but it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I, I, I hear so many things from other people, and I try to apply it into my world, right? And because uh, I don't know. Don't I don't worry about I've what never, other people
1: say, dog. Huh? Don't worry about what other people say.
0: No, I'm not talking about what other people say. But like I'm just saying the the things that experts say in their field. Uh-huh. I try to take that and try to put, put apply it, in, it, apply it into my life. And I'm not talking about something that just some random person says. Like, no, I feel you.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, you should like, no, it's some like something that you would listen to that you feel like somebody is, is that I important knowledge.
0: Yeah. Somebody somebody that I respect. Yeah. I feel you, you know,
1: somebody that has experience in the field
0: in which you, you know, I'm interested in. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I'm not talking about just listening to some random guy. No,
1: I feel you. I'm just saying in that regard, um, embrace that explorative spirit that you have. And feel free to explore the ideas, you know, write your own narrative and then act it out. Just see how that feels.
2: That's
0: that's also the hardest thing. And then film it. Once, once I see that narrative, uh, I know it's going to affect me a certain way. If I don't like it, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be angry because like I created something that I'm not happy with. Well, the fact that you're
1: sitting here saying and admitting this Uh is it shows courage, but at the same time, it shows that you still lack that confidence with going into those spaces that are uncomfortable. Because you're saying this before you even do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. no, 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 no. But that's, that's, that's my process. Yeah, I talk about it first. I talk about like how it's going to make me feel this and that. And then once I do it, mm. of course, I'm going to feel a different way. So you got to grab the guitar and do it. I got to get on stage with the guitar. You got to get man. on
1: stage with the guitar. With some shit you wrote.
0: Well, now I gotta And let this. the pieces
1: fall yeah. where they may.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, I'll say this on the podcast. My goal... Mm-hmm. for I'll say the end of the upcoming year okay. 2024 would be to go on stage at an open mic and do two songs two songs that I wrote original songs and pre- perform them in front of like other people that's what I'll do I think that's a good choice Yeah,
1: I think that's a good choice and I think that's a good goal because like I said I'm and a I purist. And I look forward to seeing you walk working through that goal.
0: Yeah, cuz I'm a purist at the end of the day. So if I'm going to do one thing, I'm going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. I, I believe in being a purist. But I also like I agree that me getting on stage doing stand up with a guitar would be cool too. I support it. Would be different. I
1: support the weird things. Yeah,
0: but I need to make sure I'm good at one make, thing one thing first before you combine it with something
1: else. Exactly.
0: I got you. That's, this is how I am. It's
1: wisdom, and it's the discipline, so I respect it.
0: Yeah. Uh, motivation is what gets you to do something. Discipline is what gets you to keep doing it.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Uh, Have you ever been scorned by somebody that you not loved, but, like, were interested? Cared about a great deal? Yes, cared about a great deal. Absolutely. How did that make you feel?
1: Um, I mean, all of the things it made me feel self-conscious. It helped me. I mean, it made me feel inconfident. It made me feel emotionally incompetent.
0: It made me feel sad.
1: Um. All of the bad things.
0: Okay, so I've been scorned by somebody I don't know at all. Like Mm -hmm. a complete stranger. So this is a story that I wanted to tell on the podcast. I've been thinking about this for a minute. So when I was in middle school. All right. Uh, first day of class This girl comes up to me mm-hmm. Very cute girl mm-hmm. Like uh, I grew up in A-Leaf In the hood Yep uh, Very very beautiful black girl Where'd you go to and high
1: school? I mean where'd you go to uh,
0: Middle school Yeah uh, Ollie middle school
1: Oh you went to Ali?
0: Oh Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah Yeah, So I lived in the hood too No, I know I know where the I know where the SWAT is Oh yeah baby Like that's That's all it is I just saw this video recently Where people were asking like so where's the dangerous, uh, what's the most dangerous part of Houston? Some people were like the South, some people were like the North. They, and these were just regular people they asked. Mm-hmm. Then they asked a police officer, and he was like, oh, the Southwest. And I was like, yep. Southwest
1: is pretty um, consistent with danger. Oh, yeah,
0: always. But, but uh, going back, beautiful girl. Uh-huh. She starts talking to me. Uh-huh. And I, at this point, I know a little bit about myself. I know, like, how I look, mm-hmm. especially because I had gla- big glasses, right? Can't see that well. They're like
1: Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus
0: classes? or like Man, they've always been like Milton from
1: thick. like uh, Office Space glasses. Office Space. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So where's my stapler?
0: So like, I I kind of got had a sense of what I looked like, and I never really had that much self confidence when I was younger because of my eyesight. Okay. You know, and also because I was like a chubby kid. How too. you felt about yourself? I didn't like myself.
1: No, I'm just saying it was a reflection of how you felt about yourself.
0: Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So. When she starts coming up and talking to me, I'm kinda like hesitant because in my mind I'm just like, She doesn't like me. Okay. She does she does she's not talking to me. Okay. Like da, 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 da. But she's flirting with me. Okay. And we talk for like the next couple like classes or whatever, Okay. Right? The same class, I go up, we start talking together, we start sitting next to each other. I start getting more comfortable. And then by the, like the third or fourth time, I finally let my guard down. Mm-hmm. And then I try to talk to her more. She's like, Oh, I was just kidding i was like what she's like those guys over there paid me to talk to you middle school middle school and then i look around is this group of like other guys <laughs> and they're laughing they're laughing bro kids are wild Yo, kids are wild bro kids are wild it was one of those it was one of those like defining moments in my life and i was just like bro, i'm never gonna trust anybody ever again you gotta put that in a movie dog it was a movie it was it was like a movie it was definitely has happened before but damn. yeah but like it was it was just one of those things was like why did it have to happen to me it's because of the way i looked i mean no no no, it was it was yes 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 yes, yes.
1: no no it happened because children are cruel children because those guys were assholes and that girl was a little bitch Uh uh-huh that's the truth that there's, no, there's not a whole lot to that. That had nothing to do with what you looked like. It might have, to them, made it feel like they, you were an easy target.
0: That's exactly what I was, yeah. Yeah,
1: but that's on them. It's not because you were an easy target. It's not because your glasses were thick. It's not because you were chubby. It wasn't because of any of those things. What they did to you had nothing to do with you and had everything to do with with them either how they were raised how they had been socially conditioned how they completely think about themselves how they think about others or the fact that they have some type of psychotic issues and they felt that that was an appropriate time to act upon those things that they were thinking in their minds and those urges to do bullshit
0: i completely agree but it affects a certain person. One hundred percent. It uh, affected it, you, but I'm affected, just saying. It affects they a person a certain way. That doesn't that but isn't that, a reflection on yourself. It's, it's That's not a reflection on me, but the circumstance kinda like screwed me up for the rest of my life after that.
1: It wasn't your fault, but it became
0: your problem. It became my problem, yeah. One hundred percent. And I don't feel like that anything like that has ever happened to you. It's trauma. Uh yeah. Yeah, I've
1: had I've had women. I've had I've had women play the game. I've had women tell me that they were interested in me and disappear. It still happens. It's happened while I'm in my 30s.
0: I mean, it still happens to me now, but it's a different situation. Why is it different for you? Man, I'm usually the one ghosting.
2: Okay. I, I
0: ghost first. I like, I like ghosting. I don't know why. Why do you ghost first? Because of the middle school thing. I'm just like, I don't trust uh, this other person. Okay. I think they're lying. I think they have so ulterior motives.
1: So let me dip. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I find, I find that, like, women have dealt with me in the past. Women have dealt with me with a long-handled long spoon because they've been duped or fooled. By before other men, by yeah. guys yeah. who either appear too good to be true, or like nigga, you got some trick cards in your back pocket. Yeah, you got
0: something. you're yeah. trying to do.
1: Yeah, so that happens, and that's definitely happened to me on several occasions. And I've been ghosted before.
0: Yeah, but that's a part of life now. You know, that's. that's I mean, just, that's who we are. Yeah, this is this is what it is, and it's just like it, for me, trying to find somebody nowadays has become even harder.
1: Man, listen. This is what I found. Okay, you run with all of your might towards your purpose and your passions. And anybody that has enough wind to keep up, you stop and introduce yourself. Until then, you
0: continue to run. Mm. That's. And that's what I was thinking too. Because like uh, one of those things is like just get really immersed, immersed in what you're doing. And just keep doing it and just keep getting better at what you're doing. And
1: everything that you're looking for will be looking for you. Exactly. That's 100% accurate. Everything else will come. That's 100% correct. But that's hard. It's it's, hard. I mean, but like I said before, anything worth effort is hard. No,
0: because it's because I get immersed Uh in and I see somebody that I like and Uh I'm just like, okay, let me go there instead of stay here. You you know, stay planted where you at. Because
1: you have to water where you're planted.
0: You water in somebody else's garden. Yeah, I'm garden, bringing my can to somebody else's That's not going to help yeah. you grow. Yeah.
1: Damn, that's, that's a beautiful flower over there. They deserve to be watered the whole time your ass is dying. Mm-hmm. God don't want that for you. You don't want that for you, ultimately, even in sometimes those moments. That's a beautiful moments, flower, though. It's a beautiful flower.
2: Fam. Beautiful flower. But you
1: know what? That flower is going to get everything that it needs.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what about your plants? That's a good point. God, I never thought of it that way.
1: Because who going to water you, Joe? When you down, when you out, when you, you know, who going to encourage you? Who going to tell you like, hey, bro, get your shit together. Let's go. Yeah. And you have to do that and continually do that for yourself so that somebody else can now like, all right, if this is the way that Joe treats himself, he's not going for no bullshit. (laughs)
0: That is very
1: true. It's like when you meet women. That is very true. And you meet a certain woman that is so good at self-care that you're like, I can't approach you with no bullshit. Yeah. Because I see how you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. So I know if you treat yourself that way and you're completely, excuse me, content with being by yourself, then I know damn well you're not going to invite a stranger to come in and treat you less than that.
0: Yeah. And I... Probably she's already seen like every trick in the book.
1: Another undefeated idea.
0: Yeah. So you got to come in with something different. Most of the time, just being yourself is different.
1: You know what drives me in my work? To create things that no one has ever seen. So I think what can also drive a lot of people, not only in their work and passion, but in their existence is to continually show people what they have never seen. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to look for things that you have never seen. If you go outside expecting the same world, the same world will always show itself to you. But if you leave looking for things that you have never seen before, you will always find new discoveries, new revelations, new inspirations, new ideas, new shapes, new perception.
0: But I'll say this: Be careful where you're looking. Cause, well, cause I, I, well, when I was younger.
1: But your decisions that you make will lead you to where you're looking.
0: Also, the people you're around too.
1: Yeah, but you know, it teaches that, right? Huh? Experience, and what breeds experience? Wisdom.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been in situations where I've said like, "Yes to to everything," right? Yeah. Where I just like whatever comes my way, let's just let's do it. Just whatever. go with it. This one time where that else. means you're just
1: existing, though. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be moving in a direction in order to flow. If yeah. you're moving everywhere, you're not flowing. You're just existing. It's not enough to just eat and breathe and make money, bro. It's not enough. In society, it'll make you believe that it's enough, but that's not enough because you end up dying full. You want to die empty because you want to leave everything out on the field. When it's finally time to take off your uniform and hang your cleats up, you want to know that you did everything you possibly could to bring the victories home, right? Yeah. But in the meantime, if you're just running around on the field in no particular direction, you just wore some damn uniform and got, I don't know, applause for running and jumping. I want to win some games. I need some rings. I need some championships.
0: I don't want to just participate. Yeah, bro, I need the spoils
1: of war. I don't just want to be out there shooting in every direction. That's not how you become a hero. And then the basis of that is knowing that sometimes you'll finish the war without a congratulations because your job as a hero is not to be loved. Your job as a hero is to save the day. But that's another conversation. (laughs) Because a lot of this people think true, that though. being a hero is validation. Now, nah, being a hero is doing what you know to be right. Yeah, doing the right thing yeah, no matter what. And that saves the day. And that's what makes a hero the polar opposite of the villain. Because the villain really just exists. He's just out there running amok. There's no discipline. There's no motivation. There's no path.
0: Well, then I've been a villain for most of my life.
1: All right, well, it's time to switch up, fam. <laughs>
0: It's one of those things too, where like I have been switching up. Most of the things that I've seen, like I've I've seen like just me existing yeah. and not really having any certain path or goal or anything that I've been trying to do. And then now that I'm getting older, I'm like I'm thirty one. I need to think more about myself and the steps that I'm taking and making sure that they're the right ones or there's a certain precision that I'm taking with them. It's time to be locked in. Time to be locked in, yeah. Time to but be locked in. To be locked in is another thing, you know, to to be enthralled with your own world and doing what you want to do. It's a scary thing. It is. 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 Because like with you, I, I feel like you're more locked in than a lot of other people. Like I said before, like you know who you are. Mm-hmm. like You know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But even you're a human being, there are some days where I feel like you don't feel like you're that locked in. But well, 100%. You know? And 100%. what do you do in those days? Though?
1: I mean, in those days when I don't feel as locked in, I have to either get myself centered or I have to wait for the next day. Seriously. Just wait. I mean, because some days Patience. it's like you're just not going to have it. Yeah. But you got to be patient with yourself, too. You got to be willing to know that some days... I'm not going to be as locked in. I'm not going to be as engaged. You know, it's like some people say the good news is this won't last forever. The bad news is this won't last forever. Yeah. You know, it's the same answer.
0: Yeah. At a certain point, you got to come down off your throne.
1: Or you got to elevate to it.
0: But some people want to stay in the middle,
1: though. Right. And then that's when you're just existing. You're just going with you're the flow. You're comfortable. Yeah. yeah, you're a dead fish. You're a dead fish if you're just going with the flow.
0: So by the time you're like, what, 60, do you feel like you're going to have the same mentality?
1: I mean, prayerfully, it'll be even higher. Because the goal is not to be above people, it's to be beyond people. That means you have a higher calling because you have to work in that space of constantly elevating those around you. That's where that idea of changing the world comes in. You got to be foolish enough to think that you can make a difference. So hopefully when you get to 60, 65, 70 years old, you can speak these things, but you can actually say, I have lived these things. And I can tell you that my experience and who I am and my character and my maturity and my discipline is a testament to exhibiting these things. And that's what experience tells us.
2: Mm.
0: And that's a tough thing, too, realizing those things, realizing what you can and can't do.
1: What that means is that you can't take no days off. Every day you have to fight for that knowledge. Every day. Every. Every day, day. bro. Every day. There has to be a goal every day. Am I moving in this direction? Every day. Because if you get up and decide that today I'm just going to float around, then you don't ever know when you've stopped floating. It's like a drift. And then you're like, at what point did I stop drifting? But if every day you make it a point to deep dive,
0: then you will continue to dive. (laughs) See, I just realized recently that I've been drifting. One hundred percent, bro. But I didn't realize I was drifting. That's the thing, because you've
1: been drifting for so long. Yeah. But see, the good news is, is because you realize that you were drifting. Now you have direction. Even if you feel as though one day, oh, this might not be the right direction or I'm not quite where I need to be. That still shows that you're what you're pressing.
0: But here's the thing. I'm not mad. At the choices that I've made. No, don't be mad, that's, that's bro. That's growth, bro. That's to understanding. Be, to that's be learning. Joe, now you would have had to be Joe then. Yeah, I had to go through all the stuff that I went through to be me, to be and this that was, person, and that was your decision. Yeah,
1: because our lives are some compli- some of, some of it was of decisions. Me
0: being me now is my decision. 100%. Who I was back then wasn't a decision. That was my environment. One hundred percent. You know. That was what, it was, and just me realizing that. Yeah,
1: but now you realize that you have a you have a choice.
0: I have a choice. I've always had a choice. Yeah. I just didn't know it. One hundred percent. And like my choice now is just to be a good person and to do my best always. Absolutely. At whatever I do, and not to
1: torture yourself with these mental and emotional gymnastics.
0: I, I and, and that's the thing. I like. I don't try to torture myself. They just pop up sometimes i'm just sitting down watching Well, then TV. now
1: you have a decision to yeah yeah
0: when when they come now when when they show up when the when the thoughts pop up yeah. i'm just like okay let me think about what's happening right now but i have to get away from this yeah yeah just accept it for what it is just say hey okay cool that was a part of my life that actually happened but let me move on you have to be aware
1: of the enemy to fight it
0: yeah but the enemy is me i'm always fighting myself all
1: right well you have to be aware of that to fight it But you're fighting a lesser, excuse me, a lesser version of yourself, though. Yeah. 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 Uh, The higher Joe is fighting the lower version of you. And that's ego. The higher
0: me has been losing for a while, but it's he's finally getting back on top.
1: All right. Well, that's good. Yeah.
0: It's like a. Well, man is made. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Right. It's like BJJ. Like uh, the lesser. Don't say BJJ again okay go ahead (laughs) why what's wrong with bjj it just sounds awful (laughs) okay brazilian jiu-jitsu it's like bjj it's like jiu-jitsu okay like my lesser self was on top and i'm just guarding myself the whole time but i finally found a way to like switch well yeah because you got to be active Uh uh-huh
1: if you keep your your lesser self locked up on constant defense then you can't open yourself for the good things that are coming Of course. Man is a spirit who lives in a body and possesses a soul. Your soul is the I want, I need, I desire. You have to feed this ego and this id. I, I, I. I, Exactly. Whereas it's like your spirit is the part of God that dwells within you, right? And then your flesh, your physical man, your body is like if I cut you, you'll bleed. If you starve yourself, you will die. If you don't drink anything, you'll, you'll thirst and you'll die. Dehydrate. Seven days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now you have the ability to kind of repress your ego and now kind of grow from who you really are. And then that's why your spirit man becomes eventually a thousand times larger than your physical man because then you're just like, I'm in control. Yeah. I'm where I need to be
0: well from our first conversation that we had uh, the first uh, episode first that, podcast. first podcast that we recorded yeah you we were talking about low vibrational activities yes and after listening to that and researching it I was just like oh I've been doing a lot of low vibrational activities
1: <laughs> some low vibrational activities are cool man but when we get yeah. caught in that cycle we're start we just start existing yeah. When we get caught in that space of like, boom, day after day after day after day, I'm, locate, I'm, I'm vibrating lower and lower and lower. Or I'm vibrating just here at this frequency. But once you get to here, like you said, then you're, you're locked in because then you're like, all right, I, I may not always be here, but I know for a fact I'm higher than where I normally am. And as long as you're aware of that, now you're aware that you can unlock the consciousness of being like, okay, now I know I can vibrate at this level
2: can we get much higher so high <laughs> oh, oh, oh 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 god damn it true
1: story
0: yeah no but i i like that i like that a lot and it's just like you're right it, but keeping up with yourself is a very important thing too it's like, like self-maintenance
1: utmost. It's so of the utmost importance, bro. Yeah,
0: but some people don't do that. Some people are, are. I mean,
1: just think. Eventually, bro, if you stop putting gas in your car, what's going to happen?
0: You're going to have to walk.
1: If you stop checking your oil, what's going to happen?
0: It's going to mess up. The engine's going to mess up.
1: If you stop getting a tune up, what's going to happen? You're going to not be happy. If you don't get an <laughs> inspection, what happens?
0: Uh, you get pulled over
1: and get Ma- a ticket. You have to constantly Maintain. 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 maintain 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 all of that mountain you have to constantly check in with yourself you have to constantly work in that space
0: yeah but there was a time where i just was acting and i wasn't really giving myself time to cool down or think about what was actually happening i just had to Go go go! Nah, for it's sure. It's like it's uh, being in survival mode.
1: But you can't you 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 burn out in survival mode.
0: Oh yeah, I have burned out like multiple times. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But the- and sometimes you don't always bounce back either. Damn goats too. Yo. True.
0: That's true. Miles Davis.
1: Oh man, one of the greatest musicians to ever walk the
0: earth. Oh yeah. Now I'm looking at your uh vinyl right now. Birth oh man.
1: Coal. Yeah, I got Miles over there, I got uh Johnny Hartman over there, I got um I got some Duke Ellington over there, I got some John Coltrane over there. I have some uh Cannonball Adderley.
0: Over there, you're a musician as well. You play guitar,
1: bit of a musician,
0: a bit. Well, so have you played on stage? No. <laughs> so you're telling me to do it, but you haven't done it yourself. I'm not a fucking comedian, Joe. no musician. I'm talking about playing music on stage. Yeah, that's not my focus right now. My that's focus nice. is is the artwork. Um, but you like it though. That's yeah, that's I love part it. of you of well, who I you will,
1: are. I will. Eventually get on stage, though, for sure. And play. Yeah. My goal is actually to play at my next show.
0: hmm Really? Yeah.
1: My next um, solo exhibition, I will play the guitar.
0: Your last one was amazing, though.
1: Ah, uh, bro, I'm great. Um, thank you. Yeah,
0: thank I'm you. glad that I got to go.
1: I'm super excited that you came, dog. Yeah, man. I was that just, was an amazing experience.
0: Oh, man, just to look at all the, the art and the people there appreciating it and just all the good vibes around.
1: It was a blessing, dog. I'm grateful that that happened. I look forward to the next one. It's going to be insane. I, I hope you will be there. It's going to be insane. It's yeah. going to be next October. October of 2024. I'll have the actual date soon, but I know for a fact it will be October of next year.
0: Okay, then let me work on my skills. If you're going to play, then I'm going to play too. All right. <laughs> play a song. I mean, but how do you feel about it now? Do you do you feel like, oh, all your hard work is, is paying off or are you looking for something more? I mean,
1: part of it is, will your hard work is paying off, but a large part of it is like, Am am I being true to the work? That's really the most important part. You know, people always ask me, like, you know, as an artist, what are your, like, five-year goals? What's your 10-year goal or whatever? And really, it's, like, just making meaningful work. That's it. The work has to be true to me, and it has to authentically flow out of me for it to reach people. It's no longer about, like, Wayne, you're doing such a good job, or this is nice, or, Wayne, you just sold $10,000, that's great, but it's just like, if the work isn't me, if the work isn't honest, if the work isn't pure, if the work isn't authentic to who I am, then what's the point? I might as well still be, bar, be a bartender. Mm. Like, it, it just, it has to be more of, it has to be less and less about me each time I create work yeah it's work that I made, but it has to be less ego every time. That's the only way it's gonna work. That's the only way the work's gonna stay pure. Indeed. if you're constantly looking for more, if you're constantly looking for more, your work will always be
0: pure so with your last exhibition mm-hmm. what was your thought process getting into it
1: um well, music is a huge inspiration as it always is, um so that was a large part of it also. Really, kind of embracing where I was with my love and my passions, um, my ideas, how they could be of service to someone else, um, to others that saw the work, and letting God work through me. Uh, those are my primary objectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything else is chit chat. I wanted to get to the point where people can go to my show and see my work in my exhibitions, and I have and I have to say nothing. I don't even want an artist talk. I want people to come in and see the work and get everything that they need from the visual experience. Mm. I want them to be so engaged with the work that they don't even need to talk to me afterwards. Now, if people feel moved, oh man, your work touched me. Your work inspired me. That's amazing. Your work motivated me. It, it, it you know, it gave me something that I didn't come here with. That's that's a blessing. But outside of that. What's your inspiration? I don't need that. Because you knowing my inspiration for my work, how does that really benefit you in the grand scheme? Step back as an observer, as an audience member of someone seeing the work. Well,
0: for me personally, I like learning about people, learning their processes, learning how they think. But how
1: does that, how does that help? How me? does that inspire and directly help? you how does it impact if i'm
0: if i'm being completely honest with all our conversations about uh your inspiration and what got you to do certain things it has helped me okay it's helped me see outside of myself first of all into somebody else somebody else's life who really cares and is passionate about what they're doing is enthralled in their world and that kind of motivates me to do the same yeah you know because like if we're a if we're talking like passion, of course, I have a passion for writing jokes, but the, the the discipline isn't always there sometimes, you know. But every time I talk to you, every time I see you, I always get like excited in this bit of like energy of getting back into my work, Thank getting you. back into my world. And, and like, what am I doing to to keep that passion going?
1: Then what you said may have just changed my life because I had literally. <sighs> I literally come to this place where I'm just like, how important is my voice really in the
0: grand scheme
1: of all of this? Your voice is
0: very important. Look at the people around you, the people that interact with you. Like, I'm pretty sure you have touched their lives in a certain way. Not the same in everyone, but with how you interact with them, how you talk to them, what you say, you being so yourself inspires me to do that within myself you know because like we're in this podcast now we're talking about now like I'm so insecure that I can't be myself around other people but when I'm around you I'm perfectly fine
1: yeah yeah you know you're fluent you're honest you're straightforward you're unapologetic you're direct yeah you're clear yeah sober yep (laughs) <laughs> shit that's coming from yeah. me you've seen me drunk yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah so it's a i feel you and that's a blessing to hear that from for real
0: yeah but sometimes you need that outside source to to see yourself sometimes exactly. you need to see, we need mirrors you need to get outside of yourself to truly see yourself we need mirrors for sure yeah because i don't know i'm the same way i don't know how i impact people i've heard people like tell me like i've impacted their life in a certain way and just me thinking like how really yeah how, how? like and it, i'll tell you this one story uh when i was younger when i was like maybe in high school mm-hmm. like 16 17 uh my mom's boyfriend he was a marine like he showed me a lot he he showed me like how to be a man and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. And I, because of him, I was inspired to be a Marine. And I would talk about it with some, one of my friends. And one day I was at a movie theater just watching a movie. And I get a text. And it was just like, hey, man, I want to thank you for, for your talk and everything. Because of you, I enlisted in the Navy. Wow. And you know what my first thought was? Why
1: the fuck did you enlist in exactly, the Navy, dog? Exactly. Exactly. What did I say that could have brought you to that conclusion? Yeah, but. Uh, that you needed to do that.
0: It was one of those things where I was just like, how did I impact this person so much that they felt the need to do that? Yeah. You know? And I couldn't understand well,
1: I mean, it. man, you never know what comes from one person to the next when it comes to, like, inspiration. So I, I get yeah. that.
0: But I've also had that in other aspects of other people telling me that I inspired them in some certain way. And I, my whole goal was never to do that. It was just to be myself. True you True. know sometimes you'll inspire people by just existing yeah
1: I've heard that before
0: and I've heard other people like congratulate me and tell me like uh, good stuff about my work ethic mm-hmm. and everything that mm-hmm. I do and all that and of course it's, it's it, it makes me feel good but then another thought is like okay if that's how that impacts the world then I need to keep doing this more. yeah I
1: can agree with you fully on that excuse me excuse me I noticed your work ethic long ago long 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 ago And that was one of the things that brought me to really respect you and want to get to know you. Yeah, but they even. So when we finally met and talked and, you know, connected, there was already a space of like respect. Yeah. For me. Just letting you
0: know. I uh, appreciate that. No, for sure. I do. I mean, but talking to you the first time, there was also that mutual respect. Because I from listening to you, I understood how wise you were, how intelligent you were, how outspoken, how unequivocally yourself, thank you you were, and that just inspired me to like be to go like, "Well, what the fuck am I doing?" yeah, you know how how am I what am I putting out to the world that people see for sure, and in understanding and be like, "Oh, that's Joe for sure." But is that the person that I, I choose to be or is that the person that I am? Mm. You know, and for the most for most of my life, that's just the person that I've chosen to be. The person that I really am hasn't even been on stage yet. Mm. Mm. If that makes that's any sense. Good.
1: Nah, that's good, bro.
0: I'm still like all I'm doing right now and these these next couple years these next formative years for me as a creative, as a stand-up a is to get the guy that I am at home who I who everybody loves, the funny guy, the great guy, the awesome guy on that stage.
1: You have to continue to shed those layers, man. I gotta keep sharpening that really. But I have say. I have
0: seen glimpses mm-hmm. of myself, of my true self on stage. Yeah. I've seen glimpses, but not completely. You know, and that's just that that's just gonna come with time. Mm-hmm. The the longer I do this, the better I'm gonna get. But I just need to make sure that I'm making the right steps so I can stay in it as long as I can, because that's the one problem that I've seen with like a lot of other comedians is like substances, alcohol, personal life gets in the way and they just can't do it anymore. For sure. And I need to I need to make those right steps so I can just be like, hey, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life and just keep building content, keep gaining a fan base, keep keep having people watch me because they like me. They like what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm just doing me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, just like with you and your art, man. Thank you, dog.
1: Thank you. It's crazy that that's even a thing, but I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, but you made it a thing.
1: I mean, yeah, thank you. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm doing my best.
0: Yeah, just keep doing you. Thank you, honestly, man. Thanks, Joe. Yo. Yeah, well, you good or? I mean, I'm on? pretty solid. Pretty good. I'm all pretty right, solid. Well, I guess I'm going to end it off here. Uh, I
1: hope the people rock with it, man. I hope y'all get, you know, whatever y'all need out of it or one out of it or, you know, at least laugh once or twice. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, if we're going back to that feeling that that episode, that first episode we recorded gave me the best feeling. Oh, wow. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I've had that same feeling with like other uh, guests that I've yeah. had. But, but that first one was crazy. That first one was really good for I'm me. I'm so glad. dog. Uh, I, I just kept listening to it. It was it was one of those few episodes where like I'm editing and I'm just like, oh, let me go back to the start. Let me let me let sure. me listen to this all over for again. For sure. Because like I I I do love conversing with you. Thank you, bro. I always find out something Thank new you. about myself Thank you. by talking to you. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. For sure. And uh well, I guess we're gonna end it off here. I don't know. You want to? What? You want me to say something? No, 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 no. This is a good point. Play this, music. You oh, want? you want
1: to play? Uh, what's a, what's can. What song? You wanna, what you want to do? What
0: were you thinking? No, nah, I feel like this is a good point to end off. All right. I, I, I usually end off on something funny, but I don't. I don't feel like it this time. I feel like this is good. All right. Um well, Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. pilgrims. <laughs> Alright, uh, deuces. Bonjour.